I don't know where all my time went I don't know how to define it So tell me how do I fight it When it feels so wrong It's on the tip of my tongue It's every line in this song The little things have been with me all along <sighs> What? What? <sighs> what could you possibly want? I want, I want my pumpkins to work. Do, do you mean the giant inflatable pumpkins? Yes. The Halloween decorations. I spent all day putting the pumpkins out, and they don't, they don't inflate. They look so sad on our lawn. <laughs> they do inflate. It's just surprisingly hard. For a house of useless lesbians to make electricity happen outside. Okay, this is what I don't understand. What's stopping me? And Pudding specifically said I can't do this, which mm -hmm. is why I didn't and why my pumpkins look so sad. What? Why can't I plug the pumpkins in to a power strip, mm -hmm. plug that power strip into another power strip, <laughs> plug that power strip into another power strip, mm -hmm. plug that power strip into another power strip, Plug that power strip into another power strip, and then plug that power strip into the wall. Because that's a good way to start a fire. Well, it conveniently is outside. The rain will fix it. That's even worse. <laughs> water plus electricity is bad. No, water is conductive. No, it will, it no, will, no, no. Water will make the electricity work better, I mean, nope. thus inflating the pumpkins Here's even the problem. more Here's than the problem. usual. you got to ground yourself. Think back to your Pokemon. Yeah. Yes. Electricity and water, they're, they're, they no, don't work together. No, electricity beats water. So yes. if it starts to rain, it's not it's not my pumpkin's problem. It's the it's the rain's problem. <laughs> the water, listen. The water does not really affect the electric Pokemon. It sure does. No, it sure doesn't. Water, you, you hit an electric Pokemon with like water gun and it's like, nah. But if you hit an electric outlet with water gun, it's like... <laughs> I feel, I feel deceived by Pokemon in this hmm, instance. Hmm, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I, I think it's because, like, like, water takes on a lot of... You know what? I think you're right. I, th I think they should be the other way around. Because water takes on and disperses electricity. It should be less effective against a water type. And a water type should short circuit an electric Pokemon. If Pikachu gets hit with water gun, Pikachu should should glitch out with okay, like. No, nope. hold on, real quick. New idea. You know how every like generation they come out with more Pokemon moves and they get really mm -hmm, esoteric mm -hmm. and then they do really weird things like makes a ghost attack physical or something. Sure weird. do. Anyway, short circuit a water attack oh. that's super effective against electric type Pokemon. That's really cool. I like that a lot. Okay. Man, we just really broke that down, huh? Yeah, let's get let's get started. <laughs> uh, welcome to the usual about an 18 and up age play discussion podcast. Every week we make a bet in the losers and diapers for the next episode. I am a little sister and counter extraordinaire Sophie E. Elizabeth. I am the big sister, Chloe E. Elizabeth. No. And, and guys, what? It's just Chloe Elizabeth. You said Sophie Elizabeth. Yes, but I always say Sophie Elizabeth. Do you always say that? Yeah. I just thought you were doing a bit. 
I was doing a bit, but you can't copy my bit. I sure can't. We're supposed to be sisters. Yeah, but you can't just take my... So if you're Sophie Elizabeth, I'm Chloe Elizabeth. No, that's my thing. You can be like, you can be like Chloe Elizabeth. (laughs) (laughs) I need to, I need to rant and rave. I can't do this with you right now. Okay. Smallsville should have won. No, you're no, right. It should have. Yeah. I I told you last time I will riot. This is me rioting. Smallsville should have won. Guys, come on. That was a top tier, hilarious joke. I I can't understand. Kindertown? It's fine, but Smallsville was genius and I am I'm I am outraged. I just thought about this just now as we were talking about it, but Kinder Kingdom is a way better name. Kinder Kingdom take Kinder Kinder Kingdom blows Kindertown out of the water. Forget Kindertown, that's nothing. That's nothing, y'all. Kinder Kingdom sounds like a playscape. It sure does, which an entire baby town. Yeah, an entire baby town should be named Kinder Kingdom, and all the letters can be different sized and everything, can look real goofy. And uh, I'm Smallsville or Kinder Kingdom. Smallsville should have won. I. It's too late. I'm really worked up about this. Let it go, Chloe. It's Kinder (laughs) Kingdom. Okay, I want to get into topics. Okay, well, I... What? What? All right, the first topic is something that we've wanted to talk about for, like, ten weeks, and then we keep getting sidetracked. It's because you're always like, we need another topic. And I'm like, no, Sophie, each topic takes, like, 20 freaking minutes. And you're like, no, but we need another topic. And then we never make it to this topic. Last time we we did the whole episode on one thing. Yes, we are... our, our, Our... Baby Babble is bloating to the point where we get one topic per episode. We used to make like three or four. Bloating like your diaper. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the pure frustration on your face when I said that. It was like this this indignation that was quickly turned to utter defeat. <laughs> like, I can't... You can't like... You looked like you couldn't even do this to the point where it, it was irrelevant. You just had to jump. You had to jump ship. Had to get off that train before it got to the destination. Oh, we have high chaotic energy, huh? Okay, but I want to talk about our topic, okay, which is which is um, things that feel kind of incongruent when you're little. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So I actually have a really good example of this. Go for it. I'm. I'm not, like, tall, but I'm not small either. I'm pretty right in the median there. And I'm a fair amount taller than my mommy. And she has uh, tiny, cute baby hands and tiny, cute baby feet. And she makes me feel like a giant sometimes. I've dated a girl who was, like, 5'1". And I'm 5'8". Mm-hmm. So that was awful. Yeah. It it's just and it's not it's not even like their fault. And it, it doesn't it doesn't impact like my attraction or, or anything. Or the relationship. Like that. Or the relationship. But man, when you're feeling little, having mm-hmm. your your caregiver or like someone that you're playing with be significantly smaller, like it's... um and and as a I, I'm I'm a 
sort of bigger girl, but as a as a bigger girl, mm-hmm. uh, being taller or like wider or bigger in any sense mm-hmm. to your to your partner is it's noticeable and it it's sure is. it's exponential too when you're feeling little and it it, it feels bad it's like this like uh, everything kind of just feels distorted a little bit you feel you feel huge and it sh- breaks your little space and you kind of drop a little bit and you have to work hard to kind of ground yourself I I, I kind of feel like I would have the same problem with uh, like small things, like a small mm-hmm. cup or something, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i kind of going through it in my head now and, and trying to figure out why exactly. Like I can sit there and if I have a tiny cup, mm-hmm. that's that feels so freaking cute to me. <laughs> and I don't feel that big compared to that tiny cup. Mm-hmm. So why... I think it just has to do with the whole the caregiver thing. Like, like they are supposed to be uh, bigger than you. You're so, they're supposed to be in charge. They're supposed to be relied upon. All these like kind of things. And the simplest like way to express that is like they are bigger, literally. And I know when I'm feeling little, I feel little less when I feel smaller than my mommy. Say we're like cuddling for bed. Like, you can get really good at cuddling in ways that make you feel small. Mm-hmm. And, and... I perpetually sleep, like, six inches lower on the mm-hmm. bed than anyone who sleeps in a normal bed. And part of that is because, like, I put my arm under my pillow, and so, like, I, I don't want my hand to hit the headboard. Mm-hmm. But also, it's because when I was dating my, my ex, um, I like to cuddle up to her chest, mm-hmm. and that just... It, it, it's stuck. Like I, I would could roll over and just cuddle up to her, and that made that makes me feel very small. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's 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 really rough. It's a rough it's a rough thing to deal with. Um. So, I think we should talk about how to deal with it, like hot tips and tricks. Because I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of people probably go through this at least in some manifestation or other because. It can be really, really hard to uh, to to feel like a little baby and then and then have that that kind of foundation sh- shaken. I think that before we jump into kind of the what to do about it, I want to talk about other incongruences. Like mm, obviously, okay. height and size are, are a big one, but there are others. Um, like say you don't have a caregiver, Ooh, having yeah. to actually make yourself a bottle or make oh, yourself yeah. food mm-hmm. is is. It's a dichotomy. One that I despise and has happened more than I would like is I hate driving. Oh my gosh, I was just gonna say that. I hate it so much. It breaks it so bad. And then I just feel uncomfortable the whole way I have to drive. And do you, does that happen to you too? I, I'm okay, like, if it's just a diaper, mm-hmm. but if I'm feeling little mm-hmm. and I have to drive somewhere. I, I don't like it. It feels really bad. It doesn't feel good. All right. Uh, I, have one, I have one more that I, I kind of thought of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, before you and Pudding and, like, this current kind of group where I'm, I'm the princess, mm-hmm. actually, even while I knew you guys, I was always the sort of mom of, the, of my friends. That's fair, yeah. I managed the money. I took care of the bills. I made sure people like 
uh, got their stuff done. Mm-hmm. I would uh, check to make sure you got your homework done, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I definitely came into our relationship with you kind of acting in that role like as a, as a casual friend kind of thing. And that was a big surprise to me. Yeah. And I still do it a lot where I'll be like, oh, yeah, Chloe, we have to make sure we do this. Oh, mm-hmm. we have to do this by tomorrow. Oh, we have this to do on this day. And um, also like, oh, when uh, was the thing done? Was it done on time? Blah, 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 blah. So there are days where I feel like I want to be little or I want to act little. Mm-hmm, but I mm-hmm. also have these nagging things in my head where I have to be like, oh, did Chloe do this thing? Or, oh, did I take care of that thing? Or blah, blah, blah. And then I feel like I have to sort of be that person that I am normally as a, as a big. Like, even the incongruences mm-hmm. between your own two identities are a big thing. Definitely. There's, it's a it's definitely a real problem. and it And it feels really bad. And I feel like it doesn't get talked about enough. It's actually, so we got an email. Well, it wasn't an email, it was a Patreon message, but we got a Patreon message from someone who wanted us to talk on the show about, like, imposter syndrome. And Mm -hmm, if mm -hmm. we get that. Oh, yeah, 100%, all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. So we have a pretty stable foundation here, so we don't really do the binge purge cycle, but I I, I still go through a kind of, uh, it's almost like a build and burn cycle. Uh, where I, I will chill on little stuff for a while, and then I'll, I'll be really little for a while. And I, I've noticed this kind of in me because the imposter syndrome sets in probably in the middle of the build part of the cycle, and I'll be trying to be little, and I'll just be sitting there, like, patting a cute outfit, being like, where's the little feels? Do I, am I even really a little? Like, like, what if I'm not, what if I'm just, what if I'm just tricking myself into, into thinking that I, I'm actually a little? And then a while later, I will be like, no, I'm baby. I'm baby all day, baby time all day. And, and it's this really, uh, frustrating, but interesting, uh, cycle that happens. I think that it comes from this idea of incongruence. I think that the reason why you feel that way is because of these different parts of you that clash and don't make sense together. I will have a day where I feel little and I Mm want to be little and I want to dress cute and I want to put on like a cute onesie and whatever. And then I don't because I get in my head about, right, but what about all these other things I have to take Mm -hmm, care of? mm -hmm. And I kind of get in my own way about it. So I definitely get the, the imposter syndrome thing. Um, it's just, it's easy to trick yourself out of, like, believing in yourself, you It know? sure is. And it's... it doesn't help that there's a lot of community stuff that sets these hard lines or limits on what makes what. And obviously definitions and, like, categories are good for identity and stuff, but they're also really exclusionary. Mm-hmm. And then you have to wonder if, like, oh, well, does your little space count? Or do you even get into little space? Which is a whole other thing, because those are all their own thing. And that's where the imposter syndrome hits. <sighs> yeah. It's, I think, an important thing uh, just to to say here is when using a label, like little or big or DL or any of the things like that, always try and remember that the label is to help people feel, like, validated and, and, and like, to help them identify what they are it's not to exclude people and tell them what they are or aren't it's only meant to help it's not meant to hurt 
And I understand wanting to keep like your space or your bubble and your definitions consistent amongst others because you want to be like, yeah, well, I want this this space that I've built to to really represent my my ideals. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be friends with this little who's like actually not a little at all and um, is just doing it because they want to be included somewhere, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And mm-hmm. it gets exclusionary. And you think like, wh- where's that Where's that line of, of being able to tell someone, no, this isn't, this isn't what you are? I, I know where the line is. <laughs> is this helping more than it's hurting? <laughs> Is this helping more than it's hurting? Am I doing more good here than bad? Am I actually helping this person or am I just hurting them so I can think that my my definitions are, are all aligned properly? That's a really good kind of point because it's it's this idea of why are you telling this person that they're not a little mm-hmm. or why are you telling this person that they're not getting into little space or... Um, it's it's why have you taken on the mantle of uh the the baby police yeah it's not your job there are no baby police which is why we get away with so much (laughs) um but you i understand in in the effort to assist someone trying to discover their identity Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that makes sense but ultimately you need to defer to what they say about themselves even if you don't think that's true identity is a personal thing and it's not your right to interfere with that and I would go so far as to say uh, a lot of, and I, I wouldn't say all of it, but a lot of the imposter syndrome and incongruence comes from what people tell you your identity should be. Mm. And it's probably all baked in and tied mm. up there. And there are definitely lines in which you can be like, oh, well, this is what I, I want to be, but but not what I should be. Because there is no what you should be. You just kind of are. I bet even the the concept of imposter syndrome comes from... The idea of what you're not allowed to be. I bet I bet anyone who was never told you can't be this or you can't do this would never even feel imposter syndrome. I, I agree with and you. And not, not even related to little stuff. But, like, say you are a girl and you want to wear, like, some boy's pants to church. Or say mm-hmm. you're a mm-hmm. boy and you want to wear a dress to school. And someone tells you no. You can't do that because you're not this. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you're like, well, what am I? What am I not? And then that trickles into everything else. And and it's not it's not even just it's not even just little stuff or personal identity. It's I sometimes don't feel like a writer mm-hmm. because I haven't published a book through a publishing house. I've written fifty plus <laughs> ABDL novels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like with pudding we have written more words together than homestuck. <laughs> That's horrible. Uh, and, and I sometimes wonder, well, maybe I'm not really a writer. Like, that imposter mm-hmm. syndrome kicks in. Same with, like, being, a, like, a, a mental health professional. Mm-hmm. I'm not actively working as a mental health professional, so am I technically one? It's such bullshit. Language. <sighs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I got um, worked up. I'm like, no, oh, rightfully so. so. Such a big deal to me. And I, I think an important thing to put the onus of all this back on to the individual is it's an imposter syndrome because you're afraid of getting caught. You're afraid. You are afraid. So maybe try in your daily lives not to be someone that people are afraid of. Don't don't instill the fear of being caught out in other people. Don't don't exclude people from your your uh, your little group because you don't think they they fit. Huh. 
That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. I really like that, for example, gender is kind of taking this path. Yeah, Where sure literally is. someone can be dressed like a guy, look like a guy, have absolutely no discernible feminine characteristics, and say to someone, I'm a girl, and suddenly it's like, okay, you're a girl. Like, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's just that simple. There's no exclusionary category there. And honestly, everything should be like that because it is not up to other people to define you. It, it, it's respect. It's respecting their decision to be who they are. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I get that there are these extremists who want to prove a point so much that they make shit up. That, uh, oof. <sighs> they make bad, bad stuffs up. <laughs> and um, they say things that aren't true to just try to prove a point. But the best way to handle that is to be like, oh, yeah, okay, then you're that. Like, mm-hmm. like just ignore it. Like, if, if someone comes up to you and they're like, oh, well, if you just say you're a girl, so that makes you a girl. Well, huh, I'm a girl now. It's like, okay, you're a girl now. It it's is. Like, there you go. Yeah, it's not your job <laughs> to police other people because they challenge your worldview. That's not helpful. That's hurtful. Mm-hmm. You're not helping yourself or others by doing that. You're just causing damage. And, man, we really we really went to town on that, huh? Well, I think that we did a good job at nailing down how people in their daily lives can uh, help diminish the concept of imposter syndrome mm-hmm. in others, but also help recognize it in themselves and why it isn't really important. Basically, if, what you, if you say what you are, that's what you are. I say, I define my identity, mm-hmm. my actual... If I had to list 10 characteristics that make up who I am as a person, you'd find things like writer, and you'd find things like mental health professional. You'd and find Baby. Things, you'd probably find baby <laughs> on there. But you'd find the word princess. Mm-hmm. I'm not a princess of like a nation. I'm not a princess of a of a of a I don't have a castle. I don't, you know, whatever, but I identify that way. I identify personally as a princess and that's because I love the idea of being incredibly special to someone or to someone's um to be able to kind of get what I want and have people help me mm-hmm. and get, you know, allow me that that grace because I personally have grown up a lot of my life feeling like I need to be responsible for everything and saying I'm a princess and identifying that way and saying it's part of like who I am as a person has helped me emotionally to allow other people to help me with things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's not like oh I'm being lazy it's not oh I'm being uh like uh, selfish and putting problems on other people. It's I'm, I'm a princess, and thus that excuses my selfishness. Mm-hmm. It's a way to bypass my own like mental obstacles that I have. Mm-hmm. That's part of my identity. And no one has the right to tell me I'm not. And it is helpful to you. It helps you. Mm-hmm. It it it, uh, it makes your daily life easier. And and that's what labels are. Like in to draw back to to little baby stuff. If someone identifies as a little and they, they don't really eat, do any little activities, but it helps them to identify as a little, it, it that's, that's a good thing. It's only a good thing. It doesn't diminish your own littleness f- to have them call them that. Hey, Chloe. What? Hey, Chloe. What? Hey, Chloe. What? Hi. We're, We're in the middle in a of thing. a thing. Uh, uh, well, uh, I, I know, but I heard you say a thing about how um, you can say you're this thing and then you are. Uh-huh. Well couple of years ago I was having a really hard time 
and somebody told me that I was something that felt really bad and you Sophie told me one day when I was crying really really hard that if somebody has a label for you that feels bad that's not what you are mm -hmm. that might be a problem you're trying to overcome in that moment but it's not who or what you are if a label feels bad you're just working to change it that's true and hmm. you have the power to overcome those labels that's true as well i, I said that you did <laughs> wow i'm so smart it was very <laughs> helpful and it helped pull me out of a really really bad time you also should never let other people label you because that's absolutely not what they're for labels aren't for you to categorize other people it's for you to categorize yourself in helpful ways they are descriptive not prescriptive wow that's good also that was... i'm not a pet anymore yes you are no i'm not you no 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 i'm gonna put you back in the pet cage no 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 actually no. here i'm gonna put no. you you can't apply you can't say that i'm not a people i'm a people no you're not no i'm a people people That's, get to no, use labels not... pets don't <laughs> okay I'm back. I'm back. That was a, that was a, a rare, a rare, helpful, insightful uh, uh, interruption by by Kimberly the pet girl. So, in the case of labels, you define your own labels, and if you're labeled as something that you don't identify with or you're not happy with, that's just something that you're working on changing. Hopefully, <laughs> or it's something that you will work on changing one day. It doesn't have to be who you. Who you are, um, except Kimmy, who who's a who's a little pet girl. And you know what the difference is there? It's the permanent steel collar attached to her neck that defines that she can never be anything else. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's important. She voluntarily put that on, and and then has thus chosen to be a pet forever. And she just has no rights. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a pretty Kimmy exclusive thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of our, everything that we say applies. Universally to everyone except Kimmy. Kimmy is the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> that, that doesn't mean anything at all. I'm pretty sure that's how the saying goes. It sure is, but it doesn't mean anything at all. <laughs> okay. <sighs> that got heavy. Yeah, so... Like your diaper. <sighs> <laughs> so, now that we've talked a little bit about, a lot of bit about uh, all of the the feeling like you're not what you are and like and where uh, it comes from incongruences um let's talk about ways to solve them yeah so in a perfect world we wouldn't feel these ways at all because no one would make us feel these ways and we wouldn't be any incongruence and blah 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 but we live in a flawed world and so it's not even other people sometimes it's yourself like sometimes yeah. you are like oh I'm like taller than that girl, so I am not a little to her or something. Mm -hmm. Which and is nothing. The solution to this is simple. It's shrink ray. <laughs> okay, so obviously the solution is shrink ray. But yes. until you can save up and or invent a shrink ray, we have to we have to talk about solutions leading up to the shrink ray. Mm. See, I feel like the suffering of humanity 
will greatly motivate people to invent the shrink ray. I mean, the shrink ray will happen. That's that's a given. We need a machine in which you put someone in and they just get smaller. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, here's a question, and it plagues me. And I really want to actually talk about real things, but this seems more important right now. Mm -hmm. When you get shrink rayed, mm -hmm. you get shrinkified, you mm -hmm. get shrunk. Yeah. Does it shrink you to baby proportions or baby baby like size? Do you have like baby fat in all the right places and look like a child, or do you look like a small human? I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure there's a setting. More importantly, I wonder when we do invent the shrink ray, mm -hmm. if so, you just know there's gonna be a few people who are like, "Oh yeah, it's time to get big," <laughs> and not like not like realistic human big. Like the thing is, big, okay, big. the thing is. You think about it, and and no matter how small you get, you are still within human proportions, right? You can shrink down to the size of a peanut, and at one point you were the size of a peanut. But you hit a limit on bigness where you're no longer within human proportions. Mm -hmm. And I think that where the shrink ray technology is really going to go is you're going to have a handful of people who are like, I want to be 40 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> Alternatively, we could really homogenize a lot of the use of things in the world. Like, imagine if we've created a shrink ray or a size ray and we standardized everyone mm -hmm. to, like, one of three sizes. Oh, So I you're, see. like, you're a size one, you're a size two, or you're a size three, wherein a one is you're rather small. And maybe, maybe there's, like, some weight variances there, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, like, maybe one is, like, Lollafell proportions, where oh, you're small yeah. and chubby. Two is your kind of mid-range proportions where you're like sort of thin but medium height. And then mm -hmm. four, four. Oh, man. My counting's Did just you really just... Listen. Hey, Sophie Counter there. Did you just go listen. one too far? <laughs> Did you just go one too far? There's science behind what I said. <laughs> there three, sure isn't. Three got... Skipped because three's banned. Three, three got banned. The result of three, we can't talk about it. It got banned. It was a terrible disaster in the world. We cannot get into it. We're under an NDA. Yeah, we're we physically can't talk about the threes. But when the fours are like maybe really tall and maybe like kind of bigger, like mm -hmm. muscular or something, you know. Anyway. Point is, I mean, I think you have to be. Don't you get to a certain height where, like, the human body yes, isn't going to properly sure function? Yeah. So I, I guess you'd, you'd get to, if you're a four, then you would have to have extra muscle mass. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Regardless, my point is, now that these sizes are standardized, everything in the world can be built around them. That's true. That's true. Every single door frame is perfect. Every single staircase is perfect. Every mm -hmm, mm -hmm. article of clothing you purchase at the store oh is my gosh. perfect. That'd Can be you amazing. imagine going to the store, you look in the window, you see a thing, and you say, I want that in a one. I want that in a, and in a four. And you just get it. And then you say, I want that in a three. And then the government comes out of the walls and takes you away. <laughs> and that... <laughs> No, I, we can't. We can't keep going with this. But imagine you go to the store, you uh, see a really pretty dress, and you say, I want that in a two. Yeah. You know? 
And then at that, any point, if you kind of get bored of your size, you can pro- you can just go into the machine and change it. That sounds wonderful and amazing. And we'd all just use it to be little baby lava babies. I really do think that if we're going to standardize some heights and sizes, we definitely need a... Bebe setting. Yeah, like a, the ones are definitely like a standard Lollafellian height mm-hmm. and proportion. So you, mm-hmm. you have no like boobs, you look like a bowling pin. Okay, that's and, a way to go with it. Yeah, and <laughs> and then like the twos are the normal humans. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then you have fours, which we can't even get into. <laughs> they're like, they're like, uh, what's your face from Overwatch? Who? The, 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 the lesbian. Zarya? Zarya, thank you. She's not even a lesbian. She's not? Oh. <laughs> I guess I've just had enough fantasies about her that I've now added that attribute. Anyway. <laughs> or, um, or, uh, what's her face from She-Ra? Which one? Oh, Scorpia? Scorpia, yeah. Oh, she's fantastic, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the love, four's body type. I would love to be able to switch between a Scorpia body type and, and a Lala felt at, at Almost will. If I could just bounce between those two, little baby fun time, and then buff girl. Hey, ben 10 style watch. Ben 10 style shrink Oh watch. my gosh. We've been thinking about this all wrong. Instead of having a machine that standardizes it, instead of having three settings, everything is standardized to one of ten. And it looks exactly like Ben 10's little freaking wristwatch. <laughs> His magic power alien wristwatch <laughs> and then and then you have like five human sizes that are realistic and the thing is the proportions are are logical okay we have to back up you don't get the watch shit till you're 18 mm-hmm, the proportions are not that of normal human children so you can never be mistaken as one because that's a whole mess and then oh the first five are all different human settings right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then you get into some weird stuff like you could turn into like like a cat girl for sex, or you could turn into like like not even a a person, but just a straight up animal. Not even like an anthropomorphizing, like, like just like a giraffe is seven, <laughs> and then like for eight, you're a tentacle monster. That sounds good. And then yeah, then the fun here, that the real joy behind the system is that even though we will have radically different body types and species on mm-hmm. the list of ten options, you can still go to the store and be like, I love that dress, can I have it in an eight? Can I have it in an can octopus? Can I have this in the, the tentacle <laughs> squid creature, please? And then they have a version of it. <sighs> hey, Sophie, I have a question. Yeah. Are we ever going to talk about anything constructive to help with imposter syndrome? Or I think this was very constructive. Okay. I just wanted to, I just wanted to, to, to just iron that out and find out. <laughs> we can add some more things that are less interesting yeah. if you're if you're saying that that our new Ben Ten wristwatch isn't. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm saying until you're 18 and can have a Ben Ten wristwatch. That's oh, what you good do. Good point. Good point. So, so we really do need to address if either you can't afford. <laughs> Your Ben 10 wristwatch, it's not available in your region yet. Um, or if uh, you, mm-hmm. yeah, like if you just can't get it. But for any any reason. Or if you tried to use setting three and now you're banned from Ben 10 wristwatches. Oh, yeah. Man. Okay, so the threes <laughs> out there, all you threes who no longer have access to your, your magic alien tech. Um, <laughs> how do you deal with imposter syndrome and uh, some of these little incongruences? 
So let's let's delve into that. Okay, I've got I've got a kind of clever one. Mm. So this is for the kind of person who does either doesn't have a caretaker or their caretaker might not be up for or or might not be around at the moment. But you know you're gonna have a little day tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're kind of setting the time aside sure. for it. Pre-plan, prep. Prepare your bottles the day before. I think that we've talked about this before, oh, and it's really? such a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like, leave yourself little, little notes, get your stuff all set up, so all you oh, have to do... be your own caregiver. Yeah. Guys, no, listen. Leave yourself a note. Put Make a lunchbox and mm-hmm. put it in the fridge and leave a little note on it that says, like, you have a good day, sweetie, and, like... Like, be your own little caregiver. Listen, that might sound kind of, like, silly or maybe even come off as, like, patronizing or something. No, not at all. That's adorable. You should. Even if you're not your own caregiver, leaving yourself just positive reinforcement notes is awesome. You could forget about them and find one that just says, like, you're beautiful or something. And then that just, that's just nice. Just be nice to yourself. Take care of yourself. Oh, this is such a cute idea. You can be your own mm-hmm. caregiver. You can literally be like, okay, Saturday's my, my little day. And then you spend Friday night writing yourself cute little notes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. making yourself like really cute little finger mm-hmm, foods to eat mm-hmm. throughout the day that you can just find. You Maybe you schedule a delivery of a, a food you oh really like. Oh my gosh, schedule delivery. Send yourself like some stuff and... Uh, well, okay. I was thinking about delivery, and maybe maybe you're not going to be dressed appropriately. But we for live delivery. in the future. We do contactless delivery. Oh yeah, you just say yeah. you just say yes because of the the plague. I can't see you. Please just put it on the porch. Also, but what that means is you can put a blanket around you and waddle outside in your diaper to get it. Even if the person won't leave it at the door, I'm, I'll answer the door in just a a blankie. And I'd be like, "Hey, I asked for contactless. You did this. You you made you made me stand in a blankie in, in the doorway. You do walk around in a blanket a lot. I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, no, that's such a good idea. I love the idea of like being your own cute caregiver. Oh, that's so adorable. Do you have any any little like little hacks? I mean, I know you already talked about like sleeping lower down the bed and doing cuddle up. And I everything. do that. That definitely counts. That's 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 a real one. I do that with uh, Liv. Like I cuddle up to her and find just the right post to feel all literally. So many things in the world are adjustable. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. if you're in a seat, a lot of the times chairs are adjustable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Put your chair lower than other people. High Ooh, heels exist. Good, yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. That's. That's something my mommy does for me is she's got, uh, not only does she have like high heels, she bought special normal looking shoes that are, that are like raised up and everything. You can't even tell by looking at them, but it just make her ta- makes her taller than me. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something she does, which is nice. Um, yeah, I have, I have another one. Okay, go for it. Sit on the floor. Just, just try it. Just sit on the floor at, at your caregiver's feet. Whether you have a caregiver there or not, just just sit your diapered butt on the floor. No, that's a fair it, point. It, it really makes a world of difference. It feels very baby. It's really funny because generally I don't like sitting on people's laps mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I am so much taller than them when I do. Mm-hmm. And um, even though sitting on someone's lap is a very littling experience for a few minutes, I, I get very like uncomfortable very quickly. Do too. So sitting on the floor and having someone like play with your hair is way better. Yeah. Um, it feels really, really baby. And it can just it can still be as cuddly and affectionate as sitting on someone's lap because they can they can then reach down and give you affection. If you're worried about your weight, um, or like your your width or whatever, um, 
wear bigger clothes. Oh, yeah. Like, I I have sweaters that are, like, four sizes too big that I wear when I'm little. Or I... Another one is bubble rompers, where mm-hmm, they're, like... Mm-hmm. They're like little rompers, but they intentionally kind of puff out around your hips and around your your belly and stuff. And it's a look. Like, you you don't have to have like tight-fitting onesies or whatever in order yeah. to be a baby. There's so many options. And, and this is gonna this is gonna come back around to, to the whole labels thing. Just because some people wear really tight like baby like clothes and everything to show off their diaper and all that stuff and look really cute, doesn't mean it's the only baby look. There's lots of baby looks. I personally love the tight like romper and all that stuff look. I don't think it looks good on me. It doesn't it doesn't agree with my curves and and I don't like it. I don't like it that much. But short alls have revolutionized my baby clothes. I can then wear a, a snap crotch and short alls and that just that just changes the game. Do yourself a favor and buy a, a stuffed animal that is as tall as you. <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah, no, for real though, like I have Tulip who is um my bun and she is very large. And I know a lot of people who have teddy bears, so mm-hmm, you can get them mm-hmm. from like Tykables and stuff like that that are very big. Uh, also Costco sells like teddy bears. I don't know if they still do, but they sell like really really big teddy bears. And they're just they're just so literally and they're really good caregiver replacements and stuff mm-hmm, to cuddle mm-hmm. especially if like you've either just gotten out of a relationship or your caregiver is away you have the luxury of having this big thing that is very person-sized that you can cuddle up to tulip remains the the best impulse buy i have ever <laughs> done in my life she I was so expensive uh, she was so inexpensive i saw her at like I, I feel like it was like a dollar store. It was Kroger. It was Kroger. And I saw her and I'm like, oh my days. I I, I barely have enough money to pay for this. But like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to spend all my spare change on this. It has revolutionized your life so much. She I was is... playing video games when you came home with her. Mm-hmm. I remember being like, oh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> I get so anxious at like cap when people like grab her and run off and you just you just let them go away with your giant bun. Oh listen, when I'm little I'm so trusting. I, mm-hmm. You can do you can you can ask to to have like my phone and I'd be like, "Yeah, that's fine. That's totally normal." Okay. I think we got to wrap this up. You're probably right. We have covered some little tips and tricks for dealing with like a little incongruence. Uh, but if anyone has like really great ideas that, that you just feel need to be discussed, that the world needs to know, send it to our, our, our email thingy. What What's that? The usual mailbox at gmail.com. What is it? The usual mailbox at gmail.com. <laughs> um, send it to that. And next episode, if I find anything like revolutionary. Actually, there... next episode is going to be a Halloween episode. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. We, we will mention on the yeah. show probably. The episode after that, unless I completely forget, which is there's like an 80% chance of happening, I will mention them on the show, and it'll be great. And you could even remind me in Discord the day before, and then I won't forget. Okay, I have a bet, and um, I think this is going to be a good a good bet because I, I, want, the, I want public input on this, mm-hmm, actually. Mm-hmm. I really want to know what people think. Next week, 
We are doing a Halloween episode, which sure. I didn't tell you until just now. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a complete and total surprise. Yeah, but I like Halloween a lot. Really? And we, this is our first Halloween on the usual bet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm really, really excited to kind of have a, a spook-themed episode. I don't know how we're going to pull that off. Uh, I, I, a lot of spooky sound bites edited in in post. Okay, good. So not nothing I have to worry about. Um, but our one-year anniversary for The Usual Bet is the week after. That is episode 50. That's so exciting. I want to have a bet on what we think the episode should be. What, episode 50? Yep. Okay. Hold on. I, I have ideas, but I feel like you already have one. Yes, I do have one, and it's something I talked about earlier on the show. Okay. Like, maybe, like, five episodes ago. Okay. And I've kind of been workshopping it in my head and deciding if this is something I want to follow through with, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it is. So, our bet is going to be community-driven. Which one of these two things do you want for episode 50? Okay. I want to have an episode that is vanilla-friendly. Ooh, yeah, you did tell me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want our anniversary episode to be able to share with... I, I, I won't say people who are oblivious to little stuff, but, but someone want who to wants be... to understand it or get into it. You want the Madison's Code trademark of, of podcast episodes. Yeah, I want an episode... That you would feel comfortable sharing with your significant other to introduce them to some of these concepts. Okay, I, I really do like that. There's a problem with this in that it doesn't... I, I'm sure we will find a way to screw this up, but... Oh, sure. Uh, it doesn't have our usual elements of chaos and, like, really babyish energy. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a... Uh, is one of the the trademarks of our show yeah and having it not in our anniversary episode is a little bit worrying to me but i think that it will be extremely uh helpful for the community almost i agree so that's my idea and like i said there's a drawback here that is a really big one to me but i also think that the benefits kind of outweigh it so that's kind of what i want to do for our anniversary i agree i also want to do that but I, I like the community-driven aspect, so I do have a counter a counter choice. Okay. Live show. I've thought about the 0%. I don't know any of the technical difficulties involved, but we could do a live show. Okay. Let me think about that. <laughs> okay. I think we could do it on Discord. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyone that's subbed to our Patreon... We'll make the channel available to any of our patrons. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you will be able to hear us. As we record. But not respond, but you could type to us. Yeah. And we will kind of maybe answer. Yeah, I'm already coming up with ideas here. Yeah, yeah. So answer like some community questions Mm -hmm. or anything people want to ask or say. We can do shout outs or whatever. I don't know. I'm with you. So it would be like a, a live episode surrounding kind of the community, which yep. I think that's got really good potential for some 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 chaos. I agree. And some some fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both pose really interesting concepts. They're like opposite sides of a spectrum, but mm-hmm. they're both really great ideas. 
Awesome. So usual bet. The community okay. wants one more or the other or something. We really just want your input here. We're, we're using the bet as a platform to know what you guys want. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This has been this has been the usual bet. Bye. No, wait. <laughs> we have to do our things that we do. Uh, if you want to vote on this week's bet and decide what our 50th episode is going to be about, Woo! please join us at patreon.com slash Pudding. Where? Patreon.com slash Pudding. Uh, you can message us if you want on the Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at the usual Sophie and at the usual Chloe if you want to tweet us or follow us. Yeah. We say things and post them sometimes. I post diaper pics sometimes. I'm watching Shiro and live tweeting it. I'm loving reading your Shiro live tweets. <laughs> I've never seen it before and it's really good so far. I'm four episodes in. No, I'm six episodes in. <gasps> okay. Thank you, Mimi, for help with our theme song. You can find her on her sister podcast, Dear Jazzy. Thank you, Juice, for our wonderful cover art. You can find him at patreon.com slash juiceboxart. Shame on our new fishy, Kimmy, who is uh, our new pet fish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can ask her all about that by going to bby-kimmy.tumblr.com. And even find some fun pics of it. Yeah. Oh, are they on her Tumblr? I mean, they should be they if they're not right now. Be. We'll tell her to put them on. But if you're curious about why she's a fish, you just send her an ask on her Tumblr. <laughs> oh, what a what a heavy episode. Have you like your diapers? Oh, oh, yeah, got you, got you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That same resignation. Bye, everyone. Utter defeat. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.